back. This is episode four of the Pali Scriptures portion of the Buddhist Books series. Um, if this is your first time seeing me, click here instead. That uh, is the whole playlist. I recommend starting with episode one of the recital of Dhammapada. So far in this uh, Pali scriptures portion, we have been reading this, which is basically kind of an introduction to the Pali scriptures and Pali literature in general. Uh, so far, it's been talking about the Pali language and how that's not actually the name of a language, but it refers to the language that the uh, Buddhist scriptures were written down in. Right. So in today's usage and for the past few hundred years, everybody's been saying Pali as the language that it's written in, which it, it does mean the language that it's written in, but Pali language, the phrase uh, Pali language means canonical language. So, But for short, we can call it Pali and say it's a language. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Macrocosm, for these, this wonderful tantric Buddhist music, uh, musical accompaniment to our, our meditations. Chikung! Okay, if that didn't make any sense to you, then this is, this is the first uh, time you've seen me or you skipped a few episodes, and that's okay. I won't explain, because I already explained, and I don't want to waste too much valuable time. I will waste valuable time, don't get me wrong, but not too much. See, we're uh, sponsored by a different sort of plane of existence today. All right, <clears throat> so I will jump right in, and then I will reveal the surprise. Is it a surprise, or did I write it in the description? It's not a surprise. Okay, I'll, I'll just, yeah, actually, why don't we just get right to it, right? Um, we'll set this aside for today. As promised, the first document, I think, or one of the very first documents that that this document, this poly literature uh, like textbook, it's like a very dry sort of scholarly approach, a history of Indian literature. Um, it mentioned on page two, the Sasanavamsa, written in Burma in 1861, uses the word Pali in a context, context where it seems to be the name of a language. Since the Sasanavamsa is based upon an earlier Burmese text. Oh, let's check out that footnote, shall we? Ibidpith 168. Never mind. We won't check out the footnotes ever again. <clears throat> and reported. Uh, okay, the usage of the name Pali in Burma is probably earlier than would appear. The Sasanavamsa, eh? Well, check it out. The Sasanavamsa, written in the 1800s, then translated into English. Apparently, the only English copy or something was sitting in a museum for a long time. What? And then somebody had the courtesy to photocopy it and give it to a friend who then photocopied it and gave it to a friend, right? And at some point in the chain of photocopies of apparently an 8 by 10 printout of this document, it seems, somebody had a clever idea and they 
took JPEG images of these printed copies of copies of copies and stuck them into a Word document and published it in a nice hardback cover. But as soon as you open it, you're like, whoa, okay. Um, yeah, there's these huge margins on top and the text is kind of like hard to read and some of the letters are missing and you're like, all right. And then at the front, there's this whole thing about how that's because this is genuine. It's so genuine. You can't get any more genuine than this. It's not laziness. It's not the fact that they couldn't afford to hire someone to sit out and retype it and someone else to proofread it. No, it's, uh, it's because it's genuine. So um, this is from the Polytext Society based in London. And I have just given them a substantial amount of coin to send me their entire collection. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's not all like this, but if it is, I will accept, you know, as a good Buddhist in, in training, as a good aspiring Buddhist, as someone who maybe kind of got the gist of part of the message of the Buddha, um, I will accept things as they are and be grateful for the great gift of this knowledge because this is all I can find. I mean, I, there isn't like a better option. If you want the, uh, the Mahayana Sutras, you can find it in every language far and wide because, they, you know, they got very popular. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll learn together. You know, maybe we'll discover together that it's all just too heady or too this or too that or I don't know. I don't know what the reason was that uh, someone came along and said, okay, let's just, let's just call all of that a deer vehicle and make this new thing called, called a bullock vehicle and tell everyone to be bodhisattvas and we'll make cool statues of, of goddesses and stuff. And, you know, that seems to be what people want, so we'll give it to them. I don't know. I'm not saying that was what happened, but it seems like it to me at the moment. So, <clears throat> so this is not a Pali Sutra. It's not Pali Scriptures, but it is uh, the Sasanavamsa mentioned in this. So today, I'm going to read a bit of this. What do you think? Hmm? And I get to practice my old man skills. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. All right. Let's get to it, shall we? I'm going to skip over the introduction because I kind of gave you the introduction already. <clears throat> I'm sure whatever it said was just a long-winded way of saying what I said about the photocopy of the photocopy on the Word document. All right. The monks and kings of Marama. Okay. In the following chapter, the names and dates of the kings of Burma appearing in the text follow Panasam, Panasana. Those in the notes are drawn from other sources. See another cited. See authors cited. For comparison, ah, okay. Occidental, occasional, excuse me, with an O. That's a, this is old. It's from the 1800s. Occasional with an O. Oh, wait, occasional has an O. Never mind. Okay. Occasional. It just looks odd to me right now. Uh, why did I think it had an A? All right. Occasional references are given by page to the printed text of the Sasanavamsa published by the Polytext Society. I am so confused. So 
the Polytext Society who published this book, they're the ones mentioned in, in the text that is then photocopied a thousand times and then stuck into a Word document and published by the Polytext Society. Okay, it's like one of those serpents swallowing its own tail. Like, I feel like a time traveler. I'm so confused right now. Like, have you seen uh, Star Trek Four, where where uh, where what's his name, Captain Kirk gives he sells the watch that Bones had given him for his birthday, and then he says, "Oh well, Bones is going to give me that same watch again." Or the same same premise happens in Somewhere in Time. If you haven't seen Somewhere in Time, there's probably a lot of people. In fact, I know there's a lot of people that haven't seen Somewhere in Time. So if for some reason one of the younger folk has stumbled upon this video and you have not seen Somewhere in Time, just turn this off right now. Turn on your camera and do yourself a favor and do me a favor and make a reaction video of yourself watching Somewhere in Time and then post a link to it in the comments below so I can watch you watch that movie for the first time because it's the closest that us older folk will ever get to, uh, you know, watching it for the first time. And I have no kids, so, you know, I, ha I have to vicariously experience showing these old movies to my kids by way of reaction videos. I know. It's like some kind of weird illness or plague upon... Anyway. We haven't gotten anywhere, have we? It's 10 minutes and we, we just got past the, uh, the footnote at the beginning or the head note, whatever. Anyway, all right, here we go. It's an adventure. We're on, we're on this ride together. Okay, here we go. In the Burma of today, I'm not going to read this whole book, by the way. I'm not, this isn't episode one of the uh, Sasanavamsa. I just kind of want to read a little bit right now. We'll come and we'll come and go back to it, back and forth, but I've got a lot of books that are not, you know, like Burmese documents talking about the history of Buddhism. Not that that doesn't have value, but, you know, there's a, the, the Pali scriptures are coming, so, you know, translated into English, presumably, and really old commentary on them. So uh, I just thought it'd be nice to take a break from this, this old dry uh, textbook for a little while. <clears throat> Read a different old dry textbook. Here we go. In the Burma of today, as in the Europe of the Middle Ages, the monks are the historians. Right? Uh, the, the last recession, recension of the National Chronicle, or the history of the kings, Mahavamsa, was the work of a body of learned monks and ex-monks. That's in quotes, in the year 1824. But though a lay point of view is hardly, some of the words are like, you know, missing parts, because like I said, photocopy of a photocopy and then stuck in a Word document and published by the same organization that apparently is mentioned in the text that was photocopied a thousand times. Yeah, it's a time travel loop, some kind of weird interdimensional time travel loop that this book has been through. It's magic, it's really, it's magical. Mm, where were we? Uh, yeah, the 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 Maha the Maharajavamsa. I'm sure I said that wrong before. But uh, though a lay point of view is hardly to be expected from such a body of editors, 
The native chronicles constituted by students of Burmese history have been described as very full and by no means untrustworthy. Cool. So some people think that this thing that apparently I'm going to read in this book is, uh, is trustworthy. It's not untrustworthy, right? Double negative. See, I'm doing the incense again today, so we got that nice effect. Very crisp in the front, blurry in the back. Anyway, all right. The Sasan of Amsa, a work of narrower scope, cannot, of course, add on, add to our knowledge of the political and military history of the author's country. Uh, yet, insofar as the religion of the Buddha has played a great part in Burma's social life, this was written a long time ago, if you're not up to speed. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg has played uh, a great part in Burma's um, recent mm, racism. Uh, I, I don't know what, what else to call it. Like how, how, you know, people have been getting very extreme in, in different communities as a result of social media, as a result of Facebook in particular. Um, in Burma, it's the anti-Muslim sentiments. So there's not, there's like almost zero Muslims as far as I know. This is coming from a place of ignorance, but uh, in Burma, very tiny population. Most of the people there have never met one, but they, with a passion apparently, just hate them so much um, on account of the extremists who do terrible things, of course, um, which are like one in 200 million, you know, or one in a billion. Uh, or something like that, or yeah, more like one in 200 million or one in some number of hundreds of millions of the Islamic world. Um, just like one in 100 million Christians, uh, you know, are the people that go into malls and blow everyone's heads off with a shotgun. You know, I mean, it's, it's you'll find it anywhere. Um, except for maybe in Buddhism, unless you count these uh, radicalized Burmese Buddhists who on, on Facebook posting uh, these terrible memes and stuff that get promoted because, you know, hate sells. The, the algorithm sees, oh, you react to this, I'll show you more of it, you know, like that. Robots playing with the human mind. Anyway, um, so, okay, we were talking about Burmese social life. I mean, I think that that's like hazily recollected from watching uh, television. Um, all right. So, you know, I mean, I'm not interested in re I want to read the Sasanavamsa. Like, are we going to get into the Sasanavamsa here? I don't want to waste your precious time talking about the thing that this is supposed to be about. I mean, are we... Is the Sasanavamsa in here? Yes. Page one of the Sasanavamsa is like a hundred pages into the Sasanavamsa book. Yay! Yay! See? See this? So that far into, there's this much introduction. Okay, all right. We can, you can read the introduction on your own or probably you can find it in a PDF document um, later on. It's not in English. Oh, lovely. Oh. <laughs> so we've got a hundred pages of just people saying, yeah, well, you know, the Sasan of Amsa is like this. It's kind of like that. And, People say that it's like this, and by the way, here it is, but we didn't bother to translate it. Wow. 
I actually spent money on this. Wow, I'm a little nervous about the giant pile of books that the same organization that published this is sending me. Let's get back to the uh, this stuff that we were reading. Maybe maybe it'll surprise us. And uh, yeah, it's talking. Just I'm looking through the period in which oh da da the following reign of so and so. Does it say what it says? It doesn't say. Oh oh okay. Here we go. Here we go. This looks like it could be something. Maybe, maybe. Is there just a translation? Sorry to be wasting your time. How are you guys? Are you, are you enjoying? Are you enjoying this at all? A little bit. Mm. I hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah. Okay. It looks like there's some English translation here. Okay. Okay. Good news. But half of the book is the original Burmese or Sienese or whatever. Okay. Okay. Yay, good news, good news. It's not all total waste. <clears throat> it's just of the, uh, the schools named were often after its leader. Yeah, okay. The death of a son succeeded by, okay, okay. All right, all right. The anecdotes follow an account of the religious literature. See, that's the kind of thing. I'm like, is this, are you translating it or are you not translating it? I'm just sort of talking about it. All right. Conclusion. The history. Conclusion, conclusion of what? I will take a look at this uh, when I'm not recording myself, and um, I will determine what parts of this are worth reading aloud to you and talking about. In the meantime, we will pick up right where we left off in, uh, in this book. Okay. Sorry about that. Are you guys still with me? Are you still watching this? <laughs> okay. All right. Hope, hope you're enjoying yourself on some level. All right. Uh, a history of the Theravadan tradition. Yes. Uh, he then questioned Ananda. You remember we were talking about as the two experts expounded these matters. Yeah, okay. This is right where we left off. As the two experts expounded these matters, the other Teras... Okay. Repeated their words after them. Buddha Gosa, in his account of the same council, states that the fifth Nikaya, the Kudaka Nikaya, included whatever sayings of the Buddha were not included in the first four Nikayas. Okay. The Pali account does not mention the Abhidhamma specifically. Although Buddha Gosa's interpretation of Nikaya does not provide, excuse me, the inclusion of the Abhidhamma in the Kudaka Nikaya. The versions of the story included in the Dipavamsa and the Mahavamsa state that Ananda repeated the Dhamma, which could be taken to include the Abhidhamma. Some of the northern schools, however, do specifically include the Abhidhamma and state that this was expounded by the Kasapa himself. I mean, <clears throat> I, I'm looking forward to like either finding out what part of this is a document translated into English um, from the 1830s about the history of Buddhism and or 
getting uh, ho hopefully some of the mountain of books that the, the, the Polytext Society in London is sending me um, will contain translations of the Poly scriptures so that we can read them. But so far, I'm starting to feel a little bit more sympathy for the Lotus Sutra and maybe the, uh, the situation people were in where if, if, if all they had was a lot of like heady footnotes about, well, you know, so-and-so misinterpreted the such-and-such and had five questions for so-and-so, but we don't know what they are, and then this happened and then that happened, then I can understand why someone would sit down and want to just say, okay, you know what, everything that came before right now is a deer cart, and uh, we're just going to pick up right at the end of the last lecture that the Buddha actually gave, apparently according to the Pali Sutras, and say he gave this new lecture that said, pay no attention to that earlier stuff, and listen to what I have to say now, bodhisattvas. I'm, I'm, I'm developing a little bit of sympathy for, for, for the author of the Lotus Sutra, I have to admit. But we shall see when the Pali Sutras arrive. I mean, hearing Alan Watts talk about the Pali Sutras, they sound really cool, but I want to read them myself, you know? That's the thing. I don't want to hear it all from Alan Watts. I don't want to come on here and say, Buddhism is this, according to Alan Watts, because, you know, I mean, for one thing, a lot of people will say, well, yeah, but, you know, he died of alcoholism, and it's like, okay, ad hominem argumentum, A, but, like, just barking the Latin titles of logical fallacies of people is generally considered a, a, a rude form of conversation. Um, but I don't know, you know, like, if you haven't already, there's hours and hours, 20 hours or more of Ellen Watts lectures that are worth listening to if you're into that sort of thing. There's also his old uh, black and white show from 1959, I believe it was, uh, on KQED. It was a, a, a television show like Mr. Rogers, except it was like, he was already 40 at the time, I think. Um, and he was, you know, he, had, he had gone, he, he would, he, first he was an Episcopal priest. He grew up Anglican, uh, went to St. Paul's Cathedral, the big fancy one in London, uh, back in the, when he was young. And then he became an Episcopal priest, and then he got inspired and started writing all these books about Christianity. And uh, kind of like looking toward the East and, and saying, hey, you know, they're doing this and they, they're in touch with this idea and we have the potential for that or we have the seeds of that in, in our scriptures. Why aren't we doing that? Why are we just doing this instead? And then his, uh, his peers at the time were like, you know. And so, uh, I mean, I should mention that all the Episcopals and Episcopal rectors, I should say, their version of priests that I've spoken to about Ellen Watts, they love Ellen Watts today. They're very proud of the fact that he had some connection with the Episcopal Church. I mean, if you're an, an Episcopal priest or an Episcopal rector and you don't love Alan Watts, do comment below and let me know. <clears throat> because I've never met one. Um, but And I've met actually more than you'd think uh, of, of Episcopal rectors. Um, some of them I went to school with. Some of them were my, like, occult teachers back in the day. But anyway, you know, I'm not going to say more about that because... He's a bishop now, and you know, um, we don't want to blow his cover. But uh, what else? Um, yeah, so so Alan Watts, he he finally you know had enough of of just sort of being ridiculed by his Episcopal peers, and he'd gotten drawn more and more into Eastern philosophy. But he didn't really adopt a particular Eastern philosophy. He he 
you know, he taught about Zen philosophy. He taught about sort of Hindu, uh, what they call Hindu, you know, like the, there's like a few different divisions. I mean, I'm learned, I've learned more since I've come to India, but it's all kind of like not solid in there. I know that there's like, not everybody agrees that it's all oneself. You know what I mean? Like, like there isn't one, like there's this heart of awareness, um, which is a beautiful document. And uh, my wife Priyal said, read this, this is enlightenment. And I read it and it was like, this is great. This strikes me as like if Alan Watts had only been given this one document and said, this is Hindu philosophy, then that would explain his point of view about Hindu philosophy because everything I've heard from about Hindu philosophy from people other than Alan Watts don't sound like Alan Watts except for Heart of Awareness, which is an old, uh, it's not a sutra, it's not a, a it, it is a scripture, but there's a word for it, and it's slipping my, uh, slipping my mind right now. But, uh, but yeah, then, then he was, he didn't talk too much about like uh, Vajrayana, um, but he, he did mention Tantra a bit, kind of in passing. Uh, but it, you know, it was sort of the everything is nothing philosophy, everything is everything, or all self is one self philosophy and he would he would talk about each of these philosophies but it wasn't clear what his philosophy was um, but anyway yeah no he was the one who pointed me to Shobogenzo which is there the four books of Shobogenzo and then uh, Dogen was was recommending he was the one who said this sutra this sutra this sutra so I went and got the sutras Dogen recommended and filled in a lot of the gaps and then every you know he would say this great master I'd say what can I find about that great master or what document written by the student of the, that great master about his teachings and then filled in that whole shelf and then uh, my friends and people you know on the internet would recommend this and that and this and that and I filled in the gaps and then put everything in order. And then started with this uh, series and got to the Lotus Sutra and I was just so horrified by how they were brushing off everything that came came before the Lotus Sutra that I decided to order you know a massive quantity of these Pali books and dive into them instead. So that's that's the story here of my wild goose chase, as my dad would 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 call it, uh, goose chasing footnotes. <laughs> Anyway, all right, I'll read a bit more, just a little bit, and then we'll close up. And this was kind of, I don't know, was this an okay one? Was I talking too much or not reading enough? Or I don't know, it was kind of all over the place this time. I apologize. Um, but you get kind of an idea of where, where this is going, where it's coming from, and uh, why we're looking forward to all these books coming. And then I'll take a look at this before the next recording. By the way, I got vaccinated uh, today. I got my second dose of COVID shield. Uh, some of my friends back in the States are whining about being coerced into getting the best vaccine available to the human race right now, uh, which is, of course, the Pfizer. And uh, it's not available here. I mean, it is here and there. But what ends up happening is you get the first shot and then when it comes time for you to get the second shot, they're like, oh, we don't have any, we ran out, you know? So it's like not a good idea to get it here. So we got COVID shield, which is like 81% effective as opposed to the 97 that you guys are whining about. Like the Gestapo is making me get vaccinated, you know, like because I can't take this flight or whatever if I'm not, or I, I don't know, I'm the, I won't, won't talk too much about that, but. In a lot of ways, I'm very, very much happier to be here. 
It's not perfect. It's not perfect. There's this whole thing. So, yeah, as far as free speech, I don't have it, not, not very much here, um, but I can, I can feel free to talk about the crap going on back in the States, and all I risk is uh, being shunned by the people on social media who have the opposite opinion. Just like there's uh, people on my Facebook right now from back in the States that are like pro-Putin on this uh, whole Ukraine issue, that are, that are, they just like to say, well, America did this and this and this, and Putin, oh, he's in that. So, and Ukraine, well, you know, they can't handle being a sovereign nation, apparently, who has like uh, financial ties with people in the U.S., and so it's better that Putin and his oligarchs go in and just take over and annex it and make it a colony of Russia. I don't understand the logic, but there's some people that have that opinion, and they are free to express that opinion openly on the internet, and nobody's going to um, kick them out of the U.S., for instance. So that's one point for the U.S. Um, right. So where were we? Uh, da, da, da. None of this has anything to do with the Pali uh, scriptures, and I apologize to anybody who feels like they got duped by... Uh, the title of this episode. Um, I'll just finish the sentence and then we'll close. The versions of the story included in the and the I think I already read this state that Ananda repeated the Dhamma, which could be taken to include the Abhidhamma. Yes, we already read this. Some of the northern schools, however, do not do specifically include the Abhidhamma and state that this was expounded by Kasapa himself. All right, and uh, just because I'm a little nervous, I'm going to go ahead and cut out the parts where I said the stuff, and uh, but I'm going to leave in the parts where I talk about how I'm not supposed to say the stuff. And so that part where you saw, you know, I was talking and then it jumped to something else. That was because I said some stuff, and uh, and I don't want to risk getting uh, deported. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for going on this uh, ride with me. <coughs> And we will do the prayer and uh, close. And until next time, and I'm going to be coming down with some flu-like symptoms tonight. So uh, it may be a few days. <laughs> I mean, you know, because of the vaccine. Um, it's pretty much like clockwork, this one. Um, yeah. And then on March 6th, if everything goes according to plan, uh, I'll be with, uh, with a few other people interviewing Tamara Lucid. Um, about her her experiences with Manly B. Hall, um, and uh, that'll be fun. So looking forward to that. And uh, all right, again, thank you all for going on this ride with me. Sorry, it's such a bumpy ride at times. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us, and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Oh. Until next time.